Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now yo yo it's time to talk that sports talk with cooper and big man Tackle this beat, don't ever count us out, cause we always kicking out. We go raw for the people and put the smack down on the street. New desperados in town, we going all elite. Mess around, got a triple double on them. Something like OG slam ducking on them. We got what you want, we got what you need. We bring them heat. You wanna talk this and that, but we want that Hall of Fame set. You always see us swinging for the fences. So watch out ladies and gents cause we hit the last strategy section And you know we gonna keep you guessing Tag teaming on these haters, sending up blessings We gonna keep praying for you cause you know that old saying Don't hate the player, hate the game See that's the thing that separates us We're on that road to greatness And there ain't no stopping us We them go-getters and we gonna go get it Shutting it down like a no-hitter With three balls and two strikes Two away We throwing that splitter You never seen it coming Something like an arcade Whoa We gonna keep the crowd jumping And if you ain't down with that We got four words for you Cause it's Sports Talk With Cooper and Big Man Welcome back to another episode of Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. This is Big Man. This is Cooper. Cooper, how you doing, bud? Doing good, bro. How you doing, man? Doing well, doing well, man. Tonight we got a great docket. We're going to start breaking down some offseason for the NBA and MLB. Yes, man. I'm so excited about this. Let's get this. That's right. So we're going to start off with the NBA. Basically, what we're going to give you guys is a rundown of the division by division of what each team needs to do to help improve their situation. 
First up on the docket is the Atlantic Division in the NBA, where we start off with the bottom feeder of that division, the New York Knicks. All right, I just want to go ahead and let everyone know right off the top that all my information I've gathered from um, free agents list is based off solely off of the NBA.com website. They had an article about the top 20 players available in free agency. So that any free agents or otherwise non-noted key free agents for teams is based off that list solely. So here we go. First up with the New York Knicks, they do have a nice young roster, but the problem is, is they lack a veteran leader. Um, it has seemed the only way that they'll get one at this point now is going to be via trade rather than free agency, as evident when they failed last year on their attempt to get Kevin Durant and uh, Kyrie Irving. Yeah, man, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm wondering where they skipped out on that. Yeah, that was a... They were they were all in on that uh, combination, and uh, both of them said, "No, we're going to go to Brooklyn." <laughs> yeah. And so that was uh, <laughs> yikes. Anyways, um, so they would have to be willing to mortgage their future as well as give up some young players to make that trade happen. I feel though that some of the fans would actually like to see James Dolan go ahead and sell the team since his ownership has been a complete mess. Yeah, so I think it's time for full on. You know. A new owner, new franchise, new... A new sense of direction. Everything, dude, because... Yeah. I mean, it's just crazy to think about how long the Knicks have been in the league. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, the prestige that is there, but it just seems like they're not they're not clicking. They're not moving. They're not doing anything. And it's like, it's like, why are they even in the league if they're not going to at least look like an NBA basketball team. All right. I mean, basically, they look like they're just running a professional D-League team, or G-League team, as they're called now. Yeah. All right, man. We're going to move on to the Brooklyn Nets. Key free agent for the Nets is guard forward Joe Harris, who is a 3 and D type player. Um, the Nets basically really are needing to see what they have with a healthy Kyrie Irving and healthy Kevin Durant um, to see what they truly need. Uh, I see bringing back Harris would give them another guy that can rely on shooting the three point, their three pointers. Other than that, man, um, I really don't see them making any significant moves um, until they know what they get with um, Kyrie and Kevin. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, we haven't seen those two play together, so we got to see what's what the you know. What their chemistry is going to be, mm-hmm. and once we know that, then then add to it, build to it. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, I think that they they could have a shot to be a pretty good team if those two can stay healthy. All right. So I don't see them making any significant moves until we get closer to the trade deadline that will happen. I'm not sure exactly when it will happen because we are having a shortened season. My guess will likely be it's still going to be in late February, maybe early March, depending on how the season's going at that time. All right, man, we're going to move right on up to the 76ers. Let's do this. They had no key free agents. as Like I said before, that's based off the top 20 list of available free agents and also honorable mentions. So the 76ers do have a pretty solid roster as it stands. Their only flaw really does seem to be that their dynamic duo, Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, don't really work together. Um, after hiring Daryl Morey as president of basketball operations, rumors started popping up that he'll try to get James Harden from the Rockets. 
However, I don't see the Rockets giving up Harden unless the Sixers give them, at best, at least three first-rounders and some second-round picks, Ben Simmons, and possibly even another guy. To make this trade work, though, and not have to completely mortgage their future, the Sixers may try to get a third team involved to help satisfy Houston's thirst for picks and players. Yeah, so this seems kind of like a a dramatized like you know, soap opera with, mm-hmm. this, with this franchise here. Um, maybe a little bit of power of the plays between the two players. They just don't they don't mix, and sometimes that's how it is. You get you get two powerhouses on a team, and yeah. they just they they can't click. They can't figure it out. Right. Not only uh, that, it's unlike, their game too. Their game you know, it's uh, unlike you know. You got James and and Anthony on the on the Lakers and those mm-hmm. two and they mesh, dude. They just they complement each other and yeah. sometimes you just get clashing, you know, people on a team and it doesn't work out. So yeah, right. And that's where I think that's the problem. It's not only that, but like I said, the fact that their games don't complement each other at all. Yeah, uh, Simmons cannot shoot the three. Um, Embiid can shoot a little bit outside, but he's He's more better being a dominant in the paint guy. In the paint guy, yeah. And he can't do that with Simmons trying to always be a slasher and stuff like that and going to the basket. Where Harden, yes, Harden does a great job of slashing, getting to the basket, causing fouls to get to the line, but he's a hell of a three-point shooter. Yes, he is. So I understand the want to get Harden. I just don't really see Houston giving up Harden. I don't see him giving him up either because he's been with the franchise. Mm-hmm. For so long, and just he means so much to Houston. So yeah, I I just I don't see it happening either, man. Absolutely not. All right, man. We're gonna move on to the Boston Celtics. Key free agent for them is forward Gordon Hayward. The Celtics are a good, consistent defense away from possibly being in the NBA Finals. Uh, that's basically been their problem is they do play good defense, but they don't play it consistent enough to beat teams, If that, if, especially in the playoffs. If they could just be able to lock down guys at times, yeah. they would be a lot better off. Unfortunately also for them, their experiment with Gordon Hayward hasn't worked out the way they hoped it would, but it's not really his fault or their fault because he has dealt with injuries since going from Boston, uh, from Utah to Boston. I mean, yeah, what he what he miss out like a whole year last year? Yeah, the year before that hit. Or the year before that? Yeah, he yeah. Uh, blew out his Achilles um, right off the bat. Like we first were game. watching that game, weren't we? Yeah, and he just all of a sudden he goes up for that shot, comes down. Yeah, and that was the end of it. That's all she wrote, and it was unbelievable. Um, so basically, <sighs> he <sighs> felt bad for him because you know, yeah. I mean. That was kind of my weird thing, like, ooh, maybe Boston and the Lakers will, you know, eventually face, eventually off, face and, off again, yeah. you know? And, right, and, um, and it, I, I don't, I know, um, obviously, um, crap, drawing a blank on their coach's name. Oh, God, Brad Stevens, there we go, Brad Stevens, coached Hayward in college at Butler, and so I'm sure he would like to keep Hayward, but I don't know, man. I just, the rest of the Celtics organization, it, it might be time for Hayward to move on, I would have to say. And also, Boston really needs to get some better defense from Kemba Walker. If Kemba Walker can become a better um, on-ball defender as a point, they actually could really be contenders um, in the very near future. 
even this year, not just like down the road. Oh yeah, yeah, because they were pretty close this, this past year, right? Oh yeah, they were close. Yeah. All right, man. So we're gonna take uh, give our take on the division winners, the Toronto Raptors, who have key free agents guard Fred VanVleet, forward center Serge Ibaka, center Marc Gasol, and forward center Chris Boucher. Little tidbit there for you people. Uh, Chris Boucher, former Duck. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and throw that out there. Obviously, you all know we're Duck fans. We're going to throw every little Duck tidbit we can out at you. All right, man. So the Raptors won this division, and we'll look to win it again this coming year. They uh, lacked superstar talent, and it really showed in the playoff bubble. Um, obviously, the year before, they had Kawhi Leonard. I know people are like, well, Kawhi isn't the leader that he needs to be, and that's why the Clippers failed. Yeah, but he w- didn't need to be the leader, which is why they won in Toronto. Um, so they lack, because he still has that superstar talent, he just doesn't have the superstar leadership. Yeah. Uh, there is talent to be gained, but free agents, but were our free agents going to be willing to be up in Canada during the season? Also, with the pandemic, uh, they might not have to worry about it this year because... Uh, Canada still kind of limiting transferring over the border, um, even for teams. So can uh, the Raptors might have to look for a temporary home this upcoming season to avoid restrictions. So we'll see what happens there. Um, so that will be the main question. And also, I believe they should try to keep Van Vliet and anybody else really is going to depend on their price tag. Um, age is going to be a problem for Serge Ibaka, Mark Saul. Boucher, it's basically going to be his want uh, asking price and also if it matches where his talent level is, which currently, yes, he was a really good player at Oregon, but it hasn't really translated too much to the NBA level, so he's got a lot to uh, to prove. Yeah, yeah, man. And uh, just with this team, dude, I mean, I guess that's all it really depends on is the free agency with him. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll see what happens. Absolutely, man. All right, man. So we're going to transition over to Major League Talk. Let's Major do it. League Baseball Talk. How about that? Let's call it the right thing. All right, guys, we're going to give you a little quick break here from a word from our sponsors. And we're back. All right, buddy. Let's talk some Major League Baseball. Let's do it, brother. First up, we're going to have your former favorite team, no longer. (laughs) The Boston Red Sox, who finished last in the AL East. They should, cheaters. (laughs) Key free agent for them, outfielder Jackie Bradley Jr. Uh, Before I get into this, I will partake in this one as well. MLB.com had the article of the top 25 available free agents, and Jackie Robinson came in at number 14 on that list. And the only available Red Sox free agent of note. Also, I'd like to go ahead and note that your team, sorry, former team, did rehire their manager, Alex Cora, as manager. Mm, so, okay. interesting. Little, interesting little tidbit right there. Just a little tidbit, just a little talk. Alright. So, when it comes to the Sox, they need a lot. Starting pitching and good hitters. Luckily for them, they did get J.D. Martinez back because he decided to opt into his contract. I honestly think they do need to try to bring back uh, Bradley Jr. due to his defense and his bat. Their question really, the question really will be is willing, their willingness to go after uh, Francisco Lindor, which I don't see happening since they have Xander Bogarts at shortstop and Rafael Devers at third base, the only positions Lindor could play. 
but neither has the power Lindor has, and Martinez will probably see more and more time at DH as he becomes, he's not old, but as an older player who's not going to be fielding as much, he'll need to be at the DH, and that's something obviously Lindor can't do. If he's not playing the field, and if he's not DH, the the Lindor just wouldn't make sense for them. Yeah, I agree with that. So, um, I am caveating all of these based off the fact that Lindor seems to be the go-to trade this off season. So, yes, I will see if a team would be willing to p- pick up Lindor. Obviously, the Red Sox really don't have a fit right now, and that's where we stand on that. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, man, we're going to go to the team that barely beat them out by a game for not last place, <laughs> the Baltimore Orioles. The Orioles have no key free agents of <clears throat> of note. They, too, are on the same level as the Sox as they need pitching and good hitters. Um, will they be in on the Lindor trade lottery? Um, it would be worth it if they didn't need so much more than just the power back. And that was basically, because um, I looked at their lineup, there's not really anybody at those two key positions Lindor plays where you're like, well, they're young enough, they've still got some skills, we we should go ahead and just stick with them. They, they could use Lindor. But the problem is, to get Lindor, their asking price for that is going to be too much. That's going to be too many players to give up. And probably cash and all that, and they're not going to do it. And this is, and they're not going to want to pay the contract. And this became evident when they um, traded Manny Machado a few years ago to the Dodgers. Uh, it's, it's not that, and Machado wasn't really a headache. It was just the fact that they weren't playing well. He was probably going to leave, and that's the other thing is Lindor is a free agent after this coming year. That's why. The Cleveland Indians may trade him. May not. That's still a possibility of not. But they'd rather get something than lose him for free. Very so, true. Very true, man. And I don't... I just... The Orioles right now just don't seem like a team that they'd be willing to pay that kind of price. No. So, they sound like they need a full-on rebuild. Yeah. they've been, Well, they've been trying for a while and they just can't get there. Just can't <laughs> quite get there. Yeah. They need, they need to start getting some things to break their way. They basically need to start building their farm system and then... Which they tried to do with the trade with Manny Machado, which they could still happen. All right, man, we're going to move on to the third place team in the AL East, the Toronto Blue Jays. Key free agents is Taiwan Walker and Robbie Ray. The Blue Jays are close to contending. They're very close. They got a great young talent. And they got lucky because they re signed Robbie Ray, which helps them bring in a. quality starter that they really need. Um, I also believe they really should re-sign uh, Walker as well and then look to add another arm because they basically, if you can get three solid starters, one to be your ace and some two good ones, you can be a dangerous team. Um, they could be in on Lindor, the only, and that would be if they want to be contenders now. Um, I think they should at least kick the tires on a potential trade. However, that will deplete their farm significantly, and they may have to give up one of their bright young stars, as they do have young stars who are actually sons of former really good players. They got um, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. They got um, Dante Bichette's son. I can't remember his name. Anyways, Dante Bichette was a good player. They got great young players that are former, (laughs) their sons of former 
superstars. So it runs in their blood, man. Yeah, yeah. so and they and they've been showing out. And uh Blue Jays did actually get a bit of good news. It was announced that um Vladimir Guerrero Jr. has actually dropped thirty pounds of weight. So he's actually gonna be more powerful probably nice. because um it'll probably be translated more to muscle than being heavy set. Oh yeah. They said he's now down to two fifty. I went, wait a minute, he was at two eighty two? Ooh. Big boy. <laughs> he was a big boy. So, um, so I don't really see them doing this trade because, like I said, they'd have to probably give up too much of their farm uh, to get Lindor. And also, like I was saying, um, giving up one of those young stars that they already have up up in the lineup. And I just don't see them getting rid of any of those right yeah, now. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it would... It would uh, benefit them. Benefit them in any way. So. No, it could potentially back them further away from contention than actually bringing them into contention. Alright, man. And we're going to talk about America's favorite team. <clears throat> what? No. It seems like it. We're not joining the dark side here. Are we? No, I'm just saying it seems like every time you turn around you throw a rock and hit a Yankee fan. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, that, there we go. <laughs> the Evil Empire. I should have that as a freaking music playing as I'm doing. Anyways. Is that, is that my... Why does it sound angry? It's from the notebook. It yeah. is? No. No, it's not. You're gullible enough to believe that. All right. The Yankees' key for agents are DJ LeMahieu, infielder. Starting pitcher Masahiro Tanaka and starting pitcher James Paxton. Whether we like it or not, the Yankees are always in contention. And if it seems like they're not, they will suddenly buy their way into contention. <laughs> That's just the way it goes. However, their pitching staff is aging, so I do look for them to find ways to get younger. And basically, they need the power guy, their, their power guys. I put the power guys. It's supposed to be their power guys, Stanton and Judge, just to stay healthy so they can have that run-producing lineup that they so easily have if their guys can stay healthy. Their power If the power hitters are healthy, then forget yeah, about that's it. That's usually how it works with a ball club, right? Yeah, that's basically injuries can derail your season pretty quickly, which it did to the Yankees in the, play, in the postseason. Uh, Stanton, uh, they did get good news. John Carlos Stanton did opt in for the 2021 season. Um, after dealing with the injuries he's been dealing with, it was probably a good call on his part because he probably wasn't going to get the same contract that he previously got from the Marlins. Oh, yeah. So, would they be in on Lindor? It's the Yankees. So, yeah, they probably will yes, be. Yes, they're always in on some some type of crazy sh- If I could throw out there a 25-year-old right-handed pitcher that throws 98, you think they wouldn't call me? They'd call me. Oh, yeah. I could be making them up. They wouldn't care. They'd still call me to see if it was true. Like, is it true? Is it true? I mean, yeah, for a million dollars, it's true. <laughs> Here's a million dollars. I was lying. <laughs> what? Bye. Click. Bye. <laughs> All right, man. I'm sure we're going to move on because, obviously, we don't care to talk about the Yankees. All right. So, the division winners and eventual World Series losers. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Rays. I respect you. You made it. I'm proud of you. And they're in our home states, so yes, it gives our it gives our home states more lineage. So there you go. I find it funny how we were talking about not too long ago that they might have been moving to Montreal or splitting games between here and Montreal, and then 
Yeah. Weren't distracted enough and still made it to the World Series. That's pretty good. I'll give him credit for that. All right. Anyways, key free agent for the Rays is Charlie Morton. Uh, so what does the team that was just in the World Series need to win it? Pretty much run it back, man. Uh, Morton's age is the question. He is 37, so that may or may not be a reason why they will bring him back. But based off the postseason he just had, in my opinion, that warrants him being brought back by the Rays, honestly. Definitely, man. He had a heck of a postseason. Now, is he going to be a Cy Young uh, candidate next year? No, he wasn't really this year, but he had that great postseason. Exactly. So, <laughs> so it just shows he can come in in the clutch. I mean, if they just yeah. need him to be a quality starter, he'll give them that, too. Exactly. Um, I do believe the Rays do, if they bring him back, they still need one more starter, I feel. Um, if they got that one more starter, I've always been the proponent, yes, you need an ace. Yes, you need that number two. But I always feel if you can get that one third guy that feels like, you know, he might be an ace on somebody else's roster. If you can get that kind of guy, yeah, you have no problems with your starter. You have no worries because then you have kind of a, if one guy has a bad night, you've got that third option to be like. Mm-hmm. And what's great mm-hmm. about it, too, for me is when you get down to a series, you basically really only want three starting pitchers anyways. Yeah. You want to be able to go, I got these three guys. I dare you to beat these three guys. Mm-hmm. If you can beat these three guys, congratulations, you just won. And you earned it. And that's how I feel about that. Their offense is very talented. Could they use Lindor, though? Absolutely. They could use Lindor. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But this is a move that the Rays will not make. They are basically they won't make the Oakland A's They of the don't want to make this because if they make a move there, they're going to end up giving up something they don't want to give up. Yeah. So, again, depleting try- the farm. What they're trying to do is mm-hmm. get back to where they were. Yeah. So. Absolutely. So, this is why I don't see that being a move they will make. So, yeah. five teams in this division. I only see the Yankees honestly being the team that would pull off a Lindor trade. Because it's the Yankees. Yeah. That's the reason. It's yeah. the flipping Yankees. No other reason. That's it. None. Got it. It's over. Give it up. It's the Yankees. Keep telling you. If you can convince them. I mean, there's a guy who's being po- uh, there's a, a Korean guy who's being posted. He's a shortstop, also like Lindor is. Um, he's 25. He had a great slash line last year um, in Cor- in the Korean baseball organization, and the Yankees will probably be in on him too. Oh yeah, they're gonna look at everybody. Yeah, they'll look at anybody and everybody. So, uh, all right, man, that ends our basketball talk. So we are gonna get ready to move on to your trivia for the week. Yes, sir. Let's do Who this. Who wants some trivia? All right, man, but quick word from our sponsors. Welcome back to Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. Cooper, I got the question of the night. All right, let's hear this, brother. What's up? This is a on uh, on this day in sports history trivia for you. Ooh, I love these. I love these. Let's do it. In 1970, in the NFL... This kicker set the NFL record for the longest field goal ever made. Name me the kicker, the team he was playing for, 
and the team he did it against. And also, a little tidbit, why was it so significant for him to do it? Ooh, you got a stumper here this time. What makes this unique? I, I'm well? calling a stumper for this week. No you one's going to no figure this out this week. You got this one? All right. Well, I mean, they could probably figure it out. I get, kind of give them a clue it's on this day in sports history. <laughs> yeah, I guess you're a little bit nicer than I am. Or, at the same token, you know, sports fans and wrestling fans differ in some ways to the fact that sports fans will actually look at statistics. Wrestling fans just was like, whatever. Like, uh, let me guess. Uh, Undertaker? No. Uh, oh, oh, it's the GOAT, Chris Jericho. <laughs> no. <laughs> and that is not the GOAT. <laughs> so, yeah, if you can figure this out, reach out to us on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. That's right. Um, we will also be posting a video for this question as well, and if you can get it, we'll give you a shout out on next Sunday night's, what the hell is it, basketball and baseball, (laughs) wow, big man just had a brain fart because he's tired, he's tired tonight, all right, I think we covered everything, Cooper, yes sir, yes sir, we did, all right, I hope everybody has a good night and a good week, don't forget to, stay positive, and don't forget to catch us Tuesday as we bring you football talk from a great weekend in football. Yes. I'm so excited. Some great things happen yes. this weekend. Football, baby. Oh, football. And don't forget, keep, keep on, on talking, talking sports. sports.